Did you hang up on me? No. Um, I just took a sip of water. Sorry. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A. Here we are in downtown Arlington, Virginia, on this beautiful July afternoon. In the heart of all things, the heart of the universe, of course, that's Clarendon. We are in Studio 1A, back again for episode 243 of Pace the Nation. I've got the whole crew with me, across from me. My wife, co-host, Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? You know, when you said that it's a beautiful July afternoon, I thought to myself, is it July? <laughs> like, what month are we in yep, right now? It is. It feels so weird to continue to feel that way. Yeah. Like, and I wonder how long we're going to continue to feel that way. Well, I uh, I don't know. Well, maybe, well, maybe our other co-host has the answers. Let's bring him in. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? You know... We are currently following the Gregorian calendar, which was uh, uh, an adjustment made by one of the Caesars, I guess, Caesar Gregory (laughs) or Gregarius or something stupid like that. Gregarian, just Gregarian makes me laugh. I have no idea what you're talking about, but we're following the Gregarian calendar. Yeah. So Caesar... well, uh, it, so I'm honing in on the time now because I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about still, but I'm thinking uh, you're talking about Julius Caesar. No, not Julius Caesar. There's a bunch of Caesars. He was only one of the Caesars. Caesar is like king, you know? Okay. It's it's like president. Okay. It's like the ruler of, of the Roman Empire. One of those uh, Roman Empire Caesars came up with the Gregorian calendar, which we which we have been observing up until now. Uh, didn't mean for this history lesson to go as 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 long and as deep as it did. I, I was just mm-hmm. merely pointing out that the Gregorian calendar has had a good run, but I think it's over. We we are no longer observing the calendar uh, as as we have our whole life. It's it's time for something new. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the Caesar haircut. I know. I've got a, I, I I got my haircut recently. I'd say it's a Caesar style. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I don't know who Caesar. I, I I generally don't know. I I generally know who Caesar is, and uh, generally I would say let's keep it very general. But I do know the Caesar haircut. Caesar haircut, not parted, just straight all the way across, like a bowl cut. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not like not a bowl, bowl cut, cut at all. And and actually, if you if you want uh, a Caesar, I think Caesar. like you're a little bit more hip if you get a long Caesar. Yeah. So I'm showing her a picture oh, of a Caesar. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. A long Caesar is is a little a little hipper. I agree. Yeah. Lo, um, lo, um, circa, uh, I guess, late '90s George Clooney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That was the end thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, You're not bold enough to get a Caesar haircut, <laughs> Chris. I mean, it's it's Caesar-ish. Um, I, I'm looking at haircut inspiration right now for pictures for Julie. Uh-huh. Uh, 10 timeless Caesar haircut ideas uh, yeah. and, and George, George Clooney is, uh, one of the, is actually the top, um, he's, and, and, and 
you probably weren't looking at the same website I was, Docs, but he's actually the headliner of the 10 timeless Caesar haircut ideas, George Clooney. So, I'm, I'm uh, not looking at a there, website Docs. at all. I don't look at haircut websites. Also, I, I, I do want to uh, uh, thank you for, for talking haircuts and not salads. That that was a good yeah. transition with the Caesar. <laughs> right, right, right. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of dressing, so the Caesar salad does nothing for me. Also, you don't like don't croutons. Uh, don't mind croutons. Not a huge fan of croutons. I like just. He's a big gluten guy. He really likes <laughs> his do, gluten, generally. so he doesn't discriminate against cr- croutons, croutons too much. Yeah. yeah. Doc, uh, so you should have seen uh, Chris at this haircut. Um, we took all three boys mm-hmm. to Westover Barbershop. Yep. Um, and you know, the boy's hair was just out of control. Paul had a mullet. Chris, mm-hmm. uh, James's hair was, is really curly and it was unbelievable what it looked like in the morning after a night of sleeping. It was <laughs> Afro, so like, ragged. All, yeah. Like bird's nest. Like, yeah, there was so, a lot So going we on. go there, we walk in, there's nobody there. I mean, there's, you know, hairdressers there, but there's, there's no other clients. And the, the three boys all sit down in three separate chairs and, you know, Paul's getting his haircut. James is getting his haircut. And, you know, they're both getting a good amount off. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. given the hairdresser's instruction of, like, how much hair should be cut off. Mm-hmm. And so so James's looks great. You know, come over. Paul's looks great. I walk over to Chris's haircut. And the guy's starting to, like, sweep off his, you know, the hair off of his shoulders and around his ears, like, as if he was done. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at Chris and I was like, it doesn't look like your hair was cut. She's I like, don't think you, I said it that mean, but I was little, like, I think you might need to take a little bit off, like a little bit more off around the ears. Like I still can't see yeah. his ears. Well, you know, at our age, Docs, uh, you can relate. You don't want to cut too much because you're not sure it's going to come back. So I'm a little afraid to cut stuff off. Yeah, I got, so, I got my know. hair cut once and, and, and that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm always a little weary of, of them cutting too much. Uh-huh. You know, I like to have a little. I like. To, I like to have my ears covered. You like you know? a security blanket? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. I yeah. guess so. Yeah, but it was a good experience. Uh, we we we. Uh, that was the first time we had done haircuts in four months, but we did it together, and I think it turned out well. I like my Caesar. Yeah. Well, they don't <laughs> advertise on this show, so don't use their name. That's. True. I'm warning Sorry, you, Carly. Sweet, sweet little, sweet little place. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a big show to get to today, uh, team. Uh, and it's just the hosts. Uh, we're going to take an opportunity to just uh, talk to the three of us. No guests today, uh, but plenty of content to get to. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy just the hosts every uh, once in a, you know, once in every other month uh, episode. I don't feel like we're rushed. I feel like we can let the content sort of breathe. We can talk Caesar haircuts when we need to. So uh, yeah. no, uh, no guests today. But a lot of content to get to. Thank goodness. I, I, I like that I don't have to be on my best behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of, of big races that were uh, canceled. Or, or they, you know, I think they said they, they were going virtual, I think was the official statement from both the Marine Corps Marathon and the Army 10 Miler. Uh, those were those, the, the big fall races that uh, aren't going to happen in their usual form this fall. Uh, uh, races are happening though. We're going to talk about some races that are be, being put on on the professional level 
and uh, maybe a little controversy surrounding those those races. So we'll dive into that. In uh, other news of races that aren't happening or might not be happening, the college and high school scene uh, for cross country is looking bleak, and we're going to discuss uh, some of that uh, on the program uh, today, and maybe the prospects for what the fall looks like. Uh, then personal updates. I've got a dog update. Uh, Docs, he's got a television slash social media update that we want to dive into. Um, don't lump them and, together. All right. All right. Well, yeah, they don't have to be just one topic. You can b- talk both about your social media, which I've enjoyed of, as of recently, and uh, uh, television update. Uh, and then finally, um, on a serious note, I want to pay tribute uh to one of really one of my mentors um who uh passed away this week and we'll talk about that towards the end of the show uh but uh before we get to a lot of this agenda here uh docs mentioned in our pre-show meeting that um you know i called it a beautiful july day here uh doc said hot and no it's it's not it's, hot it's ridiculously hot it's too much <laughs> it has been the heat has been overwhelmingly hot, especially this time of day as we record here uh, about half past noon. Yeah, it, it has been hot. I've heard rumors it's because there's not as much pollution because cars aren't driving. Any truth to that? No. It, the opposite no, would happen. No. Really? I would, I would less, think that Less pollution, pollution is better like, for us. Pollution would insulate and make it cooler? No. No. Not cooler. All right. Well, that's something. That's a hair, harebrained theory I heard. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I know well, where so. you hear these theories. You need to stop going to those websites. <laughs> the Caesar haircut websites. Uh, no, so there's no truth to that rumor. It's just, it's just hot. I guess that's it. I thought there was some truth to the level of pollution in the air that, like, decreased the intensity of the sun. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So maybe there is some truth. Maybe the websites I'm going to uh, do have some truth to them. Um, but regardless, it's been tickling 100, and it's been tough to get your, uh, get your runs in unless you're going early. And, Docs, I know you're not an early guy. Uh, how's the running been going for you in this heat? Well, I, I, I have not been uh, faring very well in this weather. Yeah. Regarding what you read... Um, there could be some truth in the idea that in the short term, less pollution in the air means that sunlight reaches the Earth's surface easier. Okay. But it's an absolute absurd thing to say that, (laughs) that less pollution means that we will have hotter months. Okay. That's a that's a fallacy. Less pollution okay. would would be better for our ozone which would be better for the earth. Right, which would which would in theory um hopefully slow down global warming. And and the other thing is uh have you been driving in the Washington DC area lately? I don't think there's less traffic anymore. Yeah, I think the traffic is picked up. You're right about that. And I am I am swimming way out of my lane here talking about ozone layers and stuff like that. So Science. Science and stuff like that. So uh, I'm depending heavily on you guys. I just wanted to say it was hot. 
I think generally speaking, there is less traffic. I mean, compared to what we would normally see in the summer, like we drove back from my parents' house on Monday from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the fastest that we've gotten back, True. you know, coming back during, you know, the summer, summer months. And we usually try to come back on a Monday regardless, uh, because Sunday traffic on 95 can be so sticky. Um, but even coming through, like, I think we actually physically walked in the door at 5 p.m., which means we were rolling through D.C. and the northern part of D.C. around 4.30. Right. There was never a stop up. And I think that is fairly significant because it could have taken us pre-COVID at least, you know, 30 minutes. to 45 yeah. minutes or yeah. so coming through through D.C. So I think it's, you know, it's buzzing again, but I don't think it's nearly at full capacity. And, and, and Doc's asked, have you been driving through D.C.? like he's been driving through consistently through D.C. And we know that's not the case. We well, know. he could be quarantined in his car. We know. You quarantined have from his house to his car back to his house. Yeah, I, I, sh- I, I did. I let that slide before, Docs. But uh, how many times have you been driving in D.C. recently? Well, I was, I was driving around D.C. all weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, and going outdoors. Going I had Camp Docs this weekend. I had my nieces up oh, okay. here. We did a lot oh, of outdoor okay. activities. Uh, okay. No indoor activities, okay. and and we wore our masks outdoors because we were responsible. Right. Okay. And what is what does Camp Docs entail? Private stuff, secret stuff. You have you have to be a <laughs> member to find out. Well, we'll get to some of the social media uh, <laughs> stuff that I think probably was part of Camp Docs uh, later on the program. But it's hot. I hope everybody's – my point is it's hot. Hopefully everybody's getting their runs in and getting their runs in early. Yeah, I mean, it, if if you're waking up early in the morning, you're smarter than me to get your run in. <laughs> right. To get your run in, right. I mean. Right. Well, these storms that have been coming through around 4 or 5 o'clock are kind of yeah, yeah. hurting people who are trying to get out later in the day. Oh, they're killing Unless me. Unless you go out at like 7 or so once the storm has passed, and maybe it's a little bit cooler for a few minutes. But, yeah. man, it, that was a pretty crazy storm we had was, yesterday yeah. afternoon. And we're, we're supposed to get more storms this afternoon. Yeah. So it's hot. I mean, usually you talk about weather just to sort of – uh, it's, it's usually a, a filibusting conversation. So let's transition out of this, uh, weather talk. It is hot, but continue to get your, your, your runs in is filibusting, right? Or is it just filler? A, it's filler conversation. Yeah. So, you know, we're not filler on this show, but I, I did want to touch on, on the heat. Um, hopefully people are getting their runs in and still motivated in this heat. I know it's difficult for a lot of folks who have been planning to do races this fall, uh, even through the summer and this fall, that all have been canceled. Uh, big news this week that the Marine Corps Marathon uh, was first to announce that they are going 100% virtual. And that was not a surprise uh, to, to probably most of us, but they had, you know, they have a series of events throughout that Marine Corps Marathon weekend, which is always the last Sunday in October. And they had canceled slash made all those events virtual uh, to just focus on the 26.2 mile race because you know they got the 10k they've got the 50k they've got the kids run they've got a number of events uh even the expo was going to be tabled if they could get uh the race the race in they tried a, a number of different um you know we should probably get on uh mark goldman or somebody from marine corps but i know they tried you know, a number of different iterations of the course. 
you know, through DC, not through DC, through Arlington, loop courses, uh, trying to do different sets of waves. I mean, they did every single thing that they could, or they tried to, you know, bring, you know, different ideas and think of different things that could, uh, you know, make it a go. Uh, but in the end, it just uh, just couldn't happen. And uh, so that news came out this week. They're going 100% virtual. Um, Mark and, and Rick, we've had mo- both Mark and Rick on the show, um, you know, in the past. And they had a, uh, a, a good Instagram post. But throughout the Instagram post, I thought it was interesting. They never mentioned the word canceled, um, which I thought, um, you know, probably good move on their part. I like the positivity they had. You know, they're talking about it's just a it's you can still get your 26.2 and it's just going to be virtually. Would that be because there's not a refund option? No, actually, they uh, have a refund option. You can get a full refund and still participate in the virtual event and get your medal uh, for the virtual event participation. Uh, Wait, you can get a refund plus, plus do the virtual yes. plus get a medal? Yes. So yeah. they're losing out super even more? Super accommodating. Wow. Unbelievably super accommodating. Um yeah, I, I was really impressed with all the options. I don't know how they're pulling it off, frankly. Maybe sponsorship. Um, yeah, could be sponsorship, but or insurance. Uh, yeah, Mark Lay, are these races yeah, insured? Could could be. I I don't know exactly. You know, again, we should get Mark Goldman on and ask him all these tough, hard hitting questions. But he laid it out. He explained it on this Instagram post that's also on their website, marinemarathon.com. Uh, all the options in sort of a a flowchart form. Hey, if you want a refund, if you want a deferment, if you want all these things, and and it, you can uh, get this and still run virtual and uh, still get credit for running uh, the the Marine Corps Marathon. I, I don't think we need to have him on. I think it's fine if we just speculate and and uh, <laughs> talk about yeah. things that 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 uh, don't hold any water. Yeah, that's that's Is that the theme of this show. That's what we're <laughs> at best least this at. this currently taped show. Um, well, I, I also wanted to bring up another, uh, a big event and, and news that was happening with the New York Roadrunners Club. Uh, Let's just get all the bad news in today. We're just, right. we're going to inundate we, we, you with negativity and bad news. We, we, we are, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, these races being canceled, is just a total, just a total dagger. Um, and it's just. You know, unfortunately, yeah, it's just a bunch of bad news. I think it was more of a dagger, you know, two, three months ago at the beginning of it. But anyone who's still holding out hope for some of these major, major races this fall. Yeah, I think we're past that point, aren't we? No no doubt. I I agree, Julie. I I feel like we would be a lot better off if we just accepted the reality that that, uh, things are going to be tough this fall and and plan plan accordingly plan realistically rather than holding out hope for things that we're never going to get because that's just setting ourselves yeah. up for disappointment yeah well runners world did a um a story on the new york roadrunners club that came out this past week that uh new york roadrunners is laying off 11 percent of its workforce and fur- furloughing another 28 percent so almost 40 percent of their workforce they've got about 220 employees are um, being either laid off or furloughed. Uh, so it, they've got 229 employees, 65 were furloughed, 26 were let go. And it's just, it's it's really sad, tough news. Yeah. Um, 
You know, they, they uh, kind of detailed in this article, you know, they were, they were a, a great candidate for the PPP loan and they uh, received that, but it still just wasn't enough. Uh, New York Roadrunners has a revenue of $113 million and, you know, they just aren't going to come close to that yeah. this, this year. Well, they're looking ahead at, you know, 16 months until their next, you know, major race, Huge. which is will be New yep. York fall 2021. Obviously, they put on a lot of other races throughout the year. Mm-hmm. One of their biggest being the New York City half in March. Um, you know, so it's sad. I think that's what you're going to see in a lot of sports, though, when, when you've got an entire organization that's centered around the launch of one race. Um, you know, it's what, what are those individuals going to do for the next 16 months? Um, you know, and, and obviously it's their livelihood and I don't want to make light of that in any way, shape or form, but they've got to make these types of decisions in order to keep the organization. Yeah, If there's no races to put on, I mean, what, yeah, what are they, what, what can these folks really do? It's so difficult. It's really challenging. Um, and I know that Julie is, is dealing with that with uh, her current job with Georgetown. Um, and we'll get to some of that, what the colleges are doing. Uh, Army 10 Miler was also uh, announced this week that um, they um, are going fully virtual. And you've got a week to uh, do their, their virtual race. Uh, they, they've decided that you can... Between October 11th and October uh, 17th, you can go out and do uh, your 10 miles, and you know get credit for that and getting the results for their for their race as well. Um, so you know, again, no surprise there. And I think you're right, Docs. I think we uh, we need to reset our expectations. So anybody who thought that these races were going to happen, it's just it, it's just not realistic. Although I'm still holding out hope for the Jersey Marathon and the Parkway Classic uh, in, in, in November. So I, I'm still holding out hope. And I think that we've got a shot because of the, the, the uniqueness of both those events. But um, more news on that later. Um, I, and if we're getting the bad news out, I, I wanted to mention this story too. Is it a bad news story? Uh, Another bad news story. If it's all bad news today, oh my then let's gosh, just go with dude. another bad news can, story. Can we just say uh, something the, happy for just just like for thirty we'll seconds? Some, give our we'll give our listeners, our listeners a break. Hung the up. three people that are still here. <laughs> I know. I think they've I hung up. Do they hang up on a podcast? Is that what? Yeah, you, do? you can. <laughs> you yeah. turn off podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, let me just say this story because this was interesting. Uh, Charlie Band covered this in uh, the Run Washington uh, publication online. Uh, former civilian employee of the Army 10 Miler pled guilty for stealing vendor funds for the Army 10 Miler Expo of $125,000. Uh, Daryl Gale, who's 52, uh, stole $125,000 over two years. So how this works is if you're Pacers or if you're another vendor and you go and pay to be at the Expo... Apparently, these funds were being uh, were being uh, reallocated to his bank account. I guess. Yeah. So tune. he was the guy that was collecting the yep. money. Yep. And he was he was re- reallocating it to his own bank account to the tune of one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. And um, so. So this is the good news some. story that 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 you promised, right? I mean, this is not bad news for our <laughs> listeners. Everybody likes a no. good heist story, especially when the bad guy gets caught. 
yeah, he did exactly. get caught. That's true. So it's good news that. Uh, All right, you caught. tricked us with caught. telling us it was going to be bad bad news. <laughs> I, I was bracing myself to find out that that uh, puppies were no longer possible. <laughs> Dogs would be born fully grown. The bad news is that Pacers has been, you know, with our payment to, you know, Marine Corps. Is it Marine Corps or Army? Army? Army, Army yeah. 10 miler. But it doesn't change yep. anything for, for Pacers. Pacers had to pay that fee. It didn't change anything. It was the Army 10 miler well, he that, told, that was he, the victim. He they told, were the he, victim. He told vendors to make payments to him explaining that his director was allowing him to personally sell a certain number of booths as a bonus. Oh, my gosh. So, so people were writing him checks. Yes. So we never did that. We, we have been at the Army. I'd go Miller check Expo. your books. <laughs> Maybe we should check our books. Actually, now that you mention it, let's go check our Get our money back. Yeah. Hey, guys, we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so that uh, I like how you made uh, that. That's in sort of a fun story, but puppies just, are still a thing, Docs. Just they're a, still, they're still breeding. Yep, just, just, just a lot going on um, with uh, local races. All right, um, so let's talk about um, you know maybe there's some positive news this fall for some. You know, there are bad news. <laughs> so. so you know how the guy from the office, Jim Halpern, does you know positive news stories. Have well, you seen that? He he sold it. He sold that idea. But yes, oh, he uh, did. what what yeah. did you what did you call him? What was his name? Jim Halpern Halpern. Um, yeah, it's Jim Halpern. From, nice try, office yeah. fan. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jim Jim Halpern uh, from the office. I don't know what his real name is, but he had John Krasinski. You know, positive. Yes, that's it. Uh, uh, what do I win? So he, Docs, even if he was an office fan, you think he'd be able to repeat his name properly? <laughs> That's true. <I> it <laughs> is on. It is on brand to mispronounce the guy's name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, he had the the positive news network. We should come out with a negative news network and sell it just like he did. <laughs> We're uh, gonna make big on that. <laughs> I know. So, uh, anyways, but uh, my point was, but, I wanted. But to, Farley, wanted do you, you know why he started that show? Was because everybody sounded like you. Everybody that was on like a podcast <laughs> of the news was just like, and guys, there's another yeah. thing that's bad. Like, save this for the therapist. Right. Jeez. Right. All right. Well, let's let's try to switch this and make it a positive rest of the show. Um, hopefully, there's going to be some races this fall for colleges or high schools. Julie, what say you? Wait, now I have to save it? Save yeah, the show? Yeah, yeah. You're going to introduce college sports like folding over and over and yeah. i gotta put a positive spin on it <laughs> you're not off no, to a good you. start yeah i know holy cow All right, so what is going on with college and high school uh cross country this fall well geez uh there's been a lot of cancellations yes. mm-hmm. um no in all honesty i can i could speak about where we are with georgetown in the big east and and that's that we're still in limbo mm-hmm. um they've decided that our conference is going to play interconference um, schedule only in the right. regular season, and it's yet to be determined. Which, about which the- makes sense for you know if you're 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 a field hockey team or you're um, I'm trying to think of another soccer, fall sport. soccer, volleyball, yeah, volleyball, where you can play other Big East teams, but you don't have a bunch of dual meets against other Big East teams. No, it's not in the spirit and the style of what cross country and, right. and track, frankly, even is all about. We do large invitationals mm-hmm. and they're across conferences. And 
um, all of those are gone now. So the major invitationals in the fall, um, particularly the uh, this year was going to be the Cowboy Jamboree, which was um, to be held at Oklahoma State. And they are supposed to be the university that hosts the national championship, as well as the Wisconsin Invitational. They're inside the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has said they're only going to do interconference competition during the regular season as well. So a lot of the major competitions have been canceled. Um, what's interesting, too, is that they're pushing back our starting date till the beginning of October, the first mm. weekend of October. Um, so a lot of challenges at this point. Um, we're kind of waiting and holding tight to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Um, if we're going to see some lightening up of those restrictions, um, if, if the country takes a turn and we start to see less and less cases and a little bit more hope. Um, and I think, I think all that's really happening with there's conferences that are that are saying no fall sports and there's conferences that are saying let's go, you know, intra-conference competition only. And I think when you're seeing that, they're buying time. Right. Uh, so right now we're buying time to see if there's, uh, you know, hope at the end of the tunnel, if there's a possibility to find a way to be able to execute. But, um, you know, when you read the news in the morning and the news says that, you know, coronavirus cases are going up and up and up and up and up, and now there's travel bans across different states. That's a big part of the, the issue right now is, even just getting the student body back when there's a 14-day quarantine to be able to, you know, travel from certain states. Uh, there's a lot of complications at this point. Uh, the testing, at least in our region right now, is really um, at a standstill. It's taking close to a week to get a turnaround on a test, mm. which is really unacceptable when you've got protocol laid out that you're going to see test results in 48 to 72 hours. And the, actually, the NCAA has said as part of their return protocol that you have to get a test within 72 hours of the date of the time of competition. Uh, so if this turnaround time doesn't change, uh, we're it's just not going to happen. There's just a lot. There's too many yeah. things stacked against uh, the ability to safely return student athletes, even safely return students um, and be able to guarantee that the testing and, and all these protocols are, are capable of allowing them to, you know, be successful. So, it's an interesting time, and I think yeah. that, you know, in some ways it's great that the Big East says, you know, that they want to go towards interconference competition, and so soccer coaches, volleyball coaches, and field hockey coaches can kind of look at that and say, all right, well, we'll line up this game against this team and this right. game against this team. Our Big East coaches are kind of like, uh, <laughs> what do we do? Right, right. We don't have anybody in the conference who has right. a home course to right. even say, hey, we'll do you know three competitions between the beginning of October and the, the Big East Championship. So it's a challenge in this moment. It's certainly a really big challenge, and we're kind of waiting to see what happens. Lisa, Lisa Reeves, are you listening? Uh, we're going to need <laughs> you to put on a, a Big East meet here in D.C. Yeah, if, uh, if you want to help us get a course, Lisa... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, we'd it. be able to host a couple meets or something. So, so October is what they're targeting, but October moral, is what we're targeting right now. The moral now. of it is that even if October comes, it's like the problem with the testing, you got nowhere to go. You got nowhere to compete. There's a so, moral uh, to, to this continued. story. That doesn't seem like a moral. <laughs> no, it's not a moral. Moral is not the right word. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. It just sounds like it's, it sounds like to be continued. Yeah, okay. It, it is to be continued. I think yeah. it's a it's an interesting time. The NCAA does not want to make a global decision about fall sports. Yeah. Um, you know, making a decision about college football could lead to 
um, some pretty heavy duty um, repercussions for the entire NCAA. Yeah. Um, so I think the the thing that the NCAA wants is that the conferences, the individual institutions, uh, try to find their way through this. And if they can't, then you know we'll we'll see what happens this fall. Um, but I've <sighs> I've talked to a friend who's at a SEC school, and you know college football in the SEC is is life, and it is the bloodline and the money line for to, all athletics for all athletics, but also for the entire university. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about a $50, $60 million revenue stream um, that could be lost, yeah. it, it has incredible damages to the university. So there's a lot of decisions that have to happen in the next couple of um, weeks, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think the NCAA is, is, is dropping the ball on this. Just, just announced today that all competitions this fall will be virtual competitions. You know? <laughs> so like if you're a soccer player, you just tell them what stats you think you could have you, you know, you come up with. Like, I got another hat trick, you know? <laughs> I just, it could be fun. I think that's a great call. Never use the word cancel. Take, yeah. take a page out of the Mark Goldman book mm-hmm. and just do everything virtual. Not a bad idea. Another hat trick for Docs. You know, Uh, uh, NCAA goal scoring records are falling like crazy this fall, and we're only four (laughs) games in. We're going to talk. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that. We're going to talk about uh, something related to that in just a minute here. But (laughs) I did want to talk about, on the high school side, interesting what DC said. uh, uh, The DC sports are going to go like this. Winter sports including indoor will start practices in December cross country will be moved to February and outdoor track will start at the end of March. So they're going to cram indoor December, January cross country will be February and March and then outdoor March, April, you know, and if they go into May, yeah. <laughs> Julie's shaking her head. I'm shaking my head. Cause this is a, you know, a jurisdiction that clearly doesn't value cross country. Well, I think I think Montgomery County might do the same thing. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. But until they until the national championships are canceled, which they have canceled NXN, okay. but they haven't rescheduled it. Right. So I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of states that are doing the best they can to reduce the number of people competing. Um, maybe they're pushing off the start date. Maybe there's some invitationals that are going to go ahead, and some aren't. Um, but, but giving like a six week season and, and, you know, calling that what it is, I don't know. Look, the kids, I I think the kids are like, they're in school. I mean, they're, they're going to lose their school year. They're going to lose their season. You know, they're trying to do the best that they can given the situation that, that, that we have, it's the prudent thing to push it out. Um, and I think what they're looking at is, is, is the alternative, which is, is outright canceling the season. So I, I think right. it's giving them something rather than nothing. It's not great, but it's, yeah. it's something, it's something. I like the, I like the positivity. You're, you're, you're right about that. I know. Well, I, I like, I have to be really out of character with you two today and, and, and be positive <laughs> because you guys are Us just like, two. Us two. did, did you guys yeah. listen to the cure before you came on? What the heck? <laughs> the cure i can't think of it a cure a cure song give me give me the cures number pictures one of you isn't okay. isn't All the right. cure like what you listen to when you're depressed and you want to hate stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's generally 
That's probably yeah. I, that's like emo music. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. still a thing? Yes. Maybe maybe you guys should listen to a different Spotify channel. <laughs> right. Sorry, Spotify doesn't advertise with us. Maybe you guys should listen right. to another streaming service channel. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's going to be interesting, and I know I keep saying that, but. Um, I know a lot of states that are kind of pushing forward with cross country and if Foot Locker goes off this fall, which I think it actually could because Foot Locker only has 40 people on the men's mm -hmm. side and 40 people yep. on the women's side. Obviously, the regional meets look very different than that, but um, yeah, you, it, it'll be interesting because in, yeah. if these states, you know, just bypass the fact that these are still possibilities on the calendar, then those kids are not given any opportunity to compete in those championships. Well, you, you don't have to compete in your fall cross country season in order to to go to the regional meet. But the regional meet is enormous. So uh, just because the, the championship is is 40 people, I, I don't think you can have the regional championships. They could limit those sizes too. It, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, races that are happening currently uh, are some of these professional races that you see. Uh, you know, like uh, these professional track clubs participating in. Like this Bowerman Track Club is putting on these Portland Inner Squad meets. Uh, we saw. You know, Kira. Kira uh, Diamato uh, run, you know, close to 15 minutes and a time trial by herself with another person, with another uh, a training partner. But there are actual meets happening. Um, and I, I, I don't want to say they're controversial, but I, I was interested in your guys' take on what's happening. Because these times that some of these, these athletes are running are, are, are unbelievable. Um, you know, whether it's, it's, uh, you know, Houlihan running under 1430 for a, a 5k or, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the meet that just happened this couple, a couple of nights ago where, uh, Jager and, 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 uh, Fisher run 335, um, uh, you know, big time PRs, all these kids are running personal best or who's the who's the woman from from missouri who just ran close to four minutes for 1500. carissa schweitzer yeah she ran close to four four minutes for for 1500 i mean these kids are running through this they're, they're running they're unbelievable times or you know not kids they're professional i was gonna athletes. say i love how old you sound calling them kids yeah yeah they're not kids correct my my um, contemporaries so. are running really fast times <laughs> right right <laughs> so i mean pretty incredible to be able to do it uh my question for you is should these be you know american record times should they be eligible to break the american record that these kids these athletes sorry are are either doing or close to doing well it, it depends on how the the race is set up i mean we we, we talked about yeah, how kira damato's time shouldn't yeah. count for for a record right. because of those conditions but if if say one of the major shoe companies sets up a, a an actual race on the track and you have legitimate timing and and um you know everything else follows protocol of, a, of an actual race why wouldn't it because i just think maybe it's too controlled i think it's you know it's not they're not they don't have the same variables that uh julie had and 
you know, 2011 and 2012 when she's, you know, going to Monaco and, you know, having to race against, you know. I wouldn't even throw myself in right. there because uh, I didn't I, break 15 minutes. Right, right. But, I, I'm not, and I, I don't mean to make it about Julie. Sorry. I know she, she, uh. But yeah, what's not, the not what's a, the difference? I mean, what what if you what if you were Matthew Centrowitz Jr. and you you lived on the Oregon campus and then you ran the Prefontaine meet uh, when when you were in college? Like that's yeah. I mean, you 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 true. live near where you're going, so I, I mean, I, I I don't see why you would put personally. I I, I haven't I, have, I haven't I, heard an argument yeah. that yet that says why it shouldn't count. Because it's so controlled, I guess that's my issue. It's I don't, so controlled. I don't have a problem with it being controlled as much as I I do, and I, I don't know that this would be a favorable opinion, probably not. I do have an issue with the closed environment. Uh, I don't think it's in the spirit of the sport to only allow athletes from a certain training group to have access to these type of competition. I understand right now in COVID where you you know you're trying to control your space, um, but I, I think it's not in the spirit of the sport for for individuals or groups or clubs. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back that argument, Docs. Okay, well, I, I mean, I understand why you might not like that, but I think it's right now. I think that if you have, I mean, we we talk about what's responsible. You you build a bubble around your athletes, so when you have these training groups, uh, they they are within the same bubble. And if you bring people from other outside training groups in, then then you're disturbing your bubble and putting all of your athletes at risk. So I think right now, given the, the circumstances that we're living in, I think the responsible thing is, is to – I think it's perfectly responsible to limit the races to people that are training within the same bubble. I, I, and that's a, that's a good point. I, 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 I think you make a really good point. I think that they probably should be limited. My, my, my Unless USA Track Shelby's and Field opened up like a, a, a bubble campus like some of the other major professional sports like right. the NBA or MLS where they're all down in, in the same place, uh, living in the same area, and there's no outside influence, then you could have competition where these athletes uh, can compete against different training groups because they would all be in right. the same bubble. I, I just... Uh, if you're not going to do that, then I think you know it's irresponsible. I mean, look at look at was it what what's it what's the dumbass's name with the gum, the 800 meter guy? Nick Simmons. Nick, Nick Simmons. Simmons. Nick Simmons. Okay, please keep that in. <laughs> okay. So true. Well, well, I mean, look at look at what Nick Simmons tried to do. I mean, he he tried to have a race and and bring a bunch of people out to the track, right? And and that was like just right. completely. Tone deaf and irresponsible. It was dumb. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I wish the USATF the, had the money to do the bubble. They. They, I, I they don't. So that. this is this is what they have to do. They. They don't have it, and this well, is what I have to do. And and let me let me just throw this out there. Like my my own opinion right now is that COVID considerations trump everything else when it when you're talking about integrity of sport, when you're talking about experience, when you're talking about uh, you know, like students are going to miss out on this or athletes are going to miss out on this. For me, COVID responsibility trumps all of that stuff. So so no matter what we're talking about, if it's not responsible from a, a COVID standpoint, I'm out. I, I don't disagree with that. The only thing I'll say is that I don't think maybe Shelby Houlihan's 1423 
should be an American record. That's all. Well, what what was I the previous American record? Um, uh, maybe it was it was hers. I think it, it was hers. Yeah, I think I think it was hers. It was hers. It was maybe f- four or five under, seconds. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think it was so, just under fourteen thirty. Yeah, just under fourteen thirty. But her. Yeah, her her American record oh, currently. It, my my joke was going to be like, I don't think that my 1913 should count as an American record either, <laughs> <laughs> because it wouldn't be a, an American record, right? Um, um but I I don't understand why. It, it, I mean, if 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 it's put on like a normal race, and and of course there's there's controlled environment, but like, you know, I could not go, I could not get into a Diamond League meet. Or, or I, I could not get into the U.S. I mean, I know that those are qualifying races and, and you know, U.S. nationals or, you know, you got to qualify for the Diamond League. So it's it's not really open to everybody. But, you know, I, I've seen races where, where people had fast times and they weren't allowed into a race. So, I mean, it's 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 more extreme than normal but but uh it's it's not like there's been an absence of of uh, excluding people in the past. All right. I think um, you make some fair points that I I, uh, I can agree with, but I still stand behind. There's also, there are other races that are happening and they're setting them up as, you know, club to club competitions. Yeah. So there are examples of being able to do it, in in my opinion, in the spirit of the sport. And um, they're, they're getting tests so beforehand. Oregon Track and then Club yeah. was up against the Oregon Project a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was an invitational this past weekend. Was it this past weekend mm-hmm. where the Brooks were Brooks Beast and I think maybe one of the Oregon groups as well were competing, um, and maybe a couple other folks. So there are situations. There are limited fields. Um, there was the the Boston race that was put on by John Green, who was a guest of ours um, yep. a couple of months ago. So there are examples of um you know expectations controlled spaces small training groups or not small training groups but small fields um where they are successfully having great competition uh good head-to-head competition which is in the spirit of the sport um and i think so it doesn't need to be as closed corporation and some of these other meets as we sort of shift the conversation um has had some interesting results (laughs) you know a byproduct of of not having races is that there's no races so there's these athletes who just need to race and so we saw some results recently where it i felt like some of the athletes were just jogging which was um well they were jogging that were they were they were jogging because I, i'm not sure why they had they had con- contractually they needed to get races in so a lot of these pros have written in their contracts that they have to compete in a certain number of races mm-hmm. or they receive uh, reductions. reductions. And those reductions are pretty significant. So it's, you know, quote unquote, encouraging athletes to compete in a range of competitions that they're, you know, visible as ambassadors of the brand, that they're out there competing. Um, so there were a series of events that were put on at the same meet where, um, you know, the guys were there essentially for um, one specific race, and then they jogged a bunch of other races. And so there was a little bit of an uproar in terms of, my gosh, it, you know, in this climate, can there be an addendum to 
these contracts to support the athletes, you know, during a pandemic, this is obviously something that is unprecedented, right. that they're not just jogging races to, to, you know, hit these marks. They're just um, checking the box. They're right. checking the box. Right. Yeah. So there's been a little call out to the companies. I feel like there might be um, a clause in the contract where, like, you know, something detrimental to the to the to the company, w- where they could actually just drop those people. Uh, you would think. Well, I I think like in my yeah. opinion, like if if you were gonna go if you were gonna do that, that's in bad faith to to your sponsor. That maybe it would be more productive to have a conversation with the sponsor. You know, and and just uh, say, you know, should this really count, or, or do we, re- you know, do we really right. need to do something? And and maybe they did have that conversation, and maybe the sponsor was like, you know, tighten the screws on them, and 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 that was, you know, how they responded. But I I don't I don't see how that's productive for anybody. You you would think that there, this is a unprecedented time that we could make some adjustments, but. Who knows? But maybe they did have the conversation with the sponsors, and the sponsor says, "Sorry, the deal's the deal." Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. And so, but yeah. at, at, at the end of the day, I mean, it's that sounds like a bad relationship, you know, um, right. that 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 you would go through go through with this. And and quite frankly, I mean, if if you're the if you're the sponsor's accountant, you you might you might draw a hard line and be like, "Dude, we can't afford to have all these people." I mean, you know, you go back to. Right. Uh, New York Roadrunners. They had to lay people off. They had to furlough people. And and if you have a bunch of athletes that that need appearances and uh, in races, and you're not really getting the benefit of that because of everything else that's going on, you it might be in your best interest to uh, drop a couple athletes. So, but I, I you know it seems like a short term. You know, it, it it seems like a short-term game and and a long-term loss for the athlete. Yep, I I would I would agree. All right, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored, of course, by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we are open, and when I say wait, we I mean Pacers Running is open for walk-in appointments. Uh, you can still sign up for appointments. We're open for virtual appointments. Uh, any way that you're comfortable shopping, we are there for you. Uh, Pacers running, runpacers.com. Also sponsored by Random Row Beer. Random Row Brewing Company is in Charlottesville, Virginia. They are also open for uh, limited outside seating. If you're, on, uh, if you're ever in Charlottesville, go check them out. Uh, the beer is the best in the business and their outside uh, their outside patio is just phenomenal uh, on this beautiful July or beautiful August day go check out Random Row right there on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville and the outdoor patio expanded and they did expand the outdoor patio no question so um, we we've had some listeners head over to Random Row so uh, be one of those listeners and let us know when you do I was going to jump in here about sponsorship. Yes. Um, we have a new sponsor? Is this, we need no, this is not news? breaking okay, news. Okay, okay. Uh, but because we are in unprecedented times, I was thinking before about how we dropped the name of the barbershop that we <laughs> frequented <laughs> yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. the haircuts for the family. Yep, the Farley haircuts. A- and yep. Docs, I think that this might be one of those times 
in life and in history where it's good for us to shout out some of these yeah, businesses maybe. locally, particularly here in the center of the universe in Arlington County. Yep. Uh, Request and, is and denied. <laughs> to support our yeah, local businesses right. who may be struggling and we want to make sure that main street usa stays open during these difficult times I, I i don't know if it's a democracy or our own pace of nation but julie and i are are both in that camp um uh so i i think you're outvoted two to one docs i mean if this is the way things are gonna go you guys might need to look for a new co-host <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work let's not do that all right i'm with you docs you're out you're overruled julie sorry all right uh let's get to what docs has been doing on social media uh and there is a television update uh, which would you like to update us on first no let's 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 be honest i mean i tried to throw this in at the beginning but uh, like my social media is your story that you brought to the table, not mine. All I wanted to do okay. was talk about television. Well, so I, I wanted to say your social media questions were phenomenal. Um, you know, I was hoping to be able to go back and reference them, but I realized all these Instagram stories go away. No, I posted them of- to my account. Yeah, the stories disappear after 24 hours, but but you now have the ability to post those to your to your account. So I just went back and made all those videos uh in my in my feed now so so if you missed it if you missed it you can go see my videos got it so you can go to william e docs um on instagram and i do see them now you had a Mm -hmm. q a session which um you had some of your fans ask you some questions and um you know there were a a few that were were really good. I just wanted to highlight a couple of them. Okay, but to be fair, they were all excellent. They were all what? They were all excellent. To be fair, they were all excellent. You're saying like a few of them were pretty good. I'm right. saying no, no, they were all excellent. <laughs> that, a few that, of them were more excellent than <laughs> others. Right, right. Uh, we don't have time for all 15 of them, so I just wanted to give you a couple highlights. Just uh, since you're trying to pull something up right now, I, I, I will I will add a little bit of filler here. Basically, what I did on my story was I, I created a, a text input box and said, ask me a question and I'll answer it. And surprisingly, I was surprised that people actually asked me questions. So I just shot a video. I just shot a video to answer each of those questions that were asked. And, and I know that there's a couple listeners right now that are like, you didn't get to all of my questions. That's true. My social media team this, this uh, weekend cut me off. <laughs> well... I, I did like, you know, I, I wanted to mention, I really liked the outfit change every yeah. single time. Um, yeah, I, I put it, so, I put it a, uh, a different, I was wearing different clothes for every single video, even if I recorded them 30 seconds after each other. So right, looks right. Like that was good. I was really committing to uh, the social media game. Yeah. Um, one of the questions was, do you like black licorice? Uh-huh. Um, I, I wasn't sure. You sat down. It looks like what it would be your kitchen table. Uh, you yeah. had some pasta, and you put uh, Aunt Gen- Jemima syrup on Ma- your maple pasta. syrup on the pasta. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't really understand that, but it was funny. It was really funny. And then you threw some licorice on there. No, I didn't. I put uh, um, gummy bears on it. Um, okay, and they were not licorice. But the the. Uh, I was wearing a Buddy the Elf shirt from, from mm. uh, you know, Buddy the Elf? Yeah. 
I do from um from the movie from Elf. The movie The Elf. Yep. Yeah, from the movie Elf, from his namesake. And he that's what he does. He puts syrup on his on his spaghetti. Ah, and so okay, I was just okay. doing that. Like it was it was like just a way to answer the question. Okay. All right. The other one that I liked and we you know all of them can, were good. Can uh, I say this was, also? I I actually I actually ate some of that spaghetti, you know? And it was good. With syrup. <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Oh. Yeah, it was actually good. But it it like it was too much. Like I think if I ate the whole plate, I probably would have like bounced off the walls. It was too much. It was too sweet, so, but it was good. So uh, the other one that I really liked, um, again, it's at at Williamy Docs, is when somebody asks you what Docs Twenty Twenty is, and then you show up with a suit, <laughs> yeah. looks like you're outside in your backyard, and you're explaining and pitching what Docs Twenty Twenty is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, v- very uh, as as we as we classify good bits and bad bits. Uh, those were good bits. Yeah, and it, I mean, if if you're not gonna go onto my Instagram, I I think you should go onto the Instagram and watch the twenty the docs twenty twenty pitch. But if you're not, mm-hmm. I'll just give you the the short answer right now. I'm running for president in twenty twenty. You got to write me in. Um, my I'm really looking for people who who were not planning on voting or who are completely mm-hmm. undecided and 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 refuse to vote for either of the two candidates. Just vote for me. <laughs> That's a good pitch. I like it. Good elevator pitch there in twenty seconds or less. All right, Doc. So then uh, also, you wanted to mention a television update, and I don't even know what you're talking about. So I, I stumbled across this TV show called Catastrophe on, on okay. Amazon Prime. It, it's four seasons long, and it was hilarious. I, I loved it. Mm. It was so good. It was like they did like six episodes a season, and uh, I was so sad to find out that the show was canceled a couple years <laughs> ago um, yeah. because it's – because it's it was so funny it was it was so clever it was so well written like uh i I don't think it's it's not like something where you're 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 laughing every 15 seconds but just the the the, it was so well written so i think if you're looking for something to watch i I highly recommend catastrophe although it is a little bit uh um you you might you might if you don't get the first episode don't watch it don't watch the rest of the series It, it is kind of a special kind of comedy and then I finally, I finally finished Ozark as well. Uh, the third What'd season was just insane. It was so good. Um, mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, now I'm looking for, for my next series to binge. <laughs> so, uh, uh, do you have Showtime? I heard there's this documentary that's really good on Showtime. It's about like, an athlete who was uh, uh, accused of some uh, sexual assault or something. I think that was really good. I'm not, I don't know. Uh-huh. That's my recommendation. I don't even know the name of it. but uh, uh, You don't know the name of it, and it's on a channel I don't subscribe to. Good. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Julie, well, would you like to recommend out. something from Stars? I don't have that either. <laughs> <laughs> stars. Stars, yeah. We don't have Stars either. All right. So that's HBO your, 6. That's your, that's your recommendation. H, what was it? Uh, HBO The Ocho? Is that what it was called? <laughs> that was the ESPN The Ocho. ESPN The Ocho. Yeah, yeah. The Ocho. Um, they yeah. actually have The Ocho. Oh, I have some other news, too. Um, mm-hmm. Natalie Portman is, is uh, one of the 57 co-owners of, of the new L.A. Uh, women's professional soccer yeah, team. I, we saw, I, I saw that. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. 
that yeah, that a, that was a well kept secret. I didn't know about that until it until they made the announcement. I, I I don't know if our audience knows, but uh, Docs is a big Natalie Portman fan. Uh, they probably know. If you're a long time listener, you probably yeah. Know. So besides television, Chris and Julie, I, I I have some breaking news for you. Oh, breaking news. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Washington football team has announced that they will be going by the Washington football team. <laughs> really? Wow. That, that, that is like truly breaking news. I, I'm, I'm, I'm frantically going to Twitter right now. No, this is, this is true. And this is the name that I've been calling them for a long time. So do you think there's a lawsuit possible? I mean, we have P- we have PTN archives to prove that I always have referred to them as Washington Football Team. That is true. <laughs> Do you have a case? I am looking currently at my Twitter. This is crazy. This is big news that is just breaking here. On all right, well, uh, for, for the good of the show, put your phone down. <laughs> there it is, all over. It is the Washington, the Washington Football Team. No name change. Uh, still burgundy and gold. Wow, Washington Football Team. So is this their? That's not their long-term name, is it? Or no, it's just temporary until they adopt a new okay. team, a new team name. I, I think what's happened is is that uh, they they took way too long to to finally change the name. That a mm-hmm. very savvy person has gone out and and has the naming rights for everything that they want to use. Squad. So, okay. so they have to negotiate with that person uh, because, you know, they, they can't merchandise or, or, or anything with, without having those naming rights. So hmm. be, because they dilly-dallied too long, uh, they, they don't own the names of, of any of the, uh, you know, names that they want. Um, but, but we didn't weigh on this before. I think the last time we recorded, there were rumblings that this was going to happen. Uh, I, I do want to get as, as you're, you are, um, a lifelong Washington football team fan. How do you feel yeah. about the name change? Well, I, you know, overall I, I am, I, I, you know, I was, had a tough time with it initially, but it's, it's time to change it time to change it and uh, how do how do we cheer for that was like yeah I, I mean if you're asking me, <laughs> if you're asking me about the i'm looking at the washington football team logo on twitter now this is really exciting to me I, I need all the gear i need all the gear washington football team established 1932 so if if you were to ask me now uh, yeah the t- name needs to change uh, th- yeah I, I, well i mean you you said I, it's you said it's time the, the reality is it's, yeah. it's 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 way past time Way I mean, past that, that, time. I like agree. Dan Snyder, I didn't realize that his hands were forced financially. That. Right, right. So I, I tip my hat to the people that did that. I'm, I'm, I am a fan of Washington Football Team now. Uh, maybe that should be the long, uh, you know, the, the. Uh, it's very you know, the European logo. soccer. Yeah, maybe it should be the name moving forward. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Okay, that is that is breaking news. Thank you for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Give me the gear, please. Anybody, send me all the Washington football team gear. I will be proudly sporting it. So what what happens? You you have a, like, unfortunately, one of your sons doesn't have any clothes because you have a closet. One of your son's closets is full of your 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 former Washington football gear. Yes. You can't wear that them, anymore. Actually. No. Yeah. We're going to get them all new gear. We're heading to Dick's right now. Sorry. Uh, we're heading to a uh, local retailer right now. That's yeah, that's not it. a local retailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
So here, here's another question for you, and and uh, I'm not really sure how to delicately say this, but but do you remember when the the New England Patriots allowed fans to bring uh, yeah to exchange Aaron Hernandez gear back? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to say it without saying Aaron Aaron Hernandez's name, but yes. Yep. So, uh, do you think that the Washington football team should should set up some sort of like trade uh, trade your gear in for something? You know, it's like if you have 10, 10 jerseys, we'll give you one new jersey or something like that. You know what? I, I love the idea. They'd go broke on me, so probably not. Probably they don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I've got a lot of the old gear that. So, uh, so then this is this is my concern is that they just change the name every year just to drive up merchandise sales. <laughs> right, could be. But now, at Washington Football Team. Um, at, to answer your first question, though, Docs, I think maybe you do have a case. You have been calling them the Washington Football Team for a while. Call your lawyer ASAP. All right. Okay, then I got to go. All right. Well, uh, a couple last things from me. I I had a uh, a few people reach out and asked uh, how um, is London the dog doing, and I'm happy to report that um, she's got the cone off her head. Uh, her stitches are out. A, a little scar on her side. Uh, maybe a little bit of a limp. Not running yet with me, but um, on the mend and pretty much back to high energy. Uh, normal-ish GSP form. So I uh, really feel lucky uh, that she is doing really, really well. So uh, thanks for, for a couple of folks reaching out. Um, got a, a really nice note um, from one of our loyal listeners. I don't handwritten know, note. A handwritten note. I, I don't know whether she wants us to mention her name or not. I won't mention her name. But anyways, you know who you are. Thank you for the, that handwritten note. Really, really nice. I think it was either from her dog or from her. I don't remember. It was a combination. Yeah, yeah. Co- co-written. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so London is, is doing if well. I could If I could weigh in on that. Uh, yeah. I suspect it was not from the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you're probably right. Docs, you're so smart. Yeah, thank you. All right, and, it's true. And, and, <laughs> well, that that's a dog update, and that's that's great news. I I was excited to hear about that too. Um, is it too soon to give us a house update? <laughs> uh, what was good, the last house update? Good question. Uh, are you guys are you guys house. living in the studio right now? <laughs> you would never know, Docs. Right. Uh, we're moving out um, August 3rd, and, uh, you know, we've got uh, a place we're moving to, but kind of looking for our next permanent spot. Um, we're moving to a rental. Moving to a rent for a rental for a year, uh, to a rental for a year. and um, Not within walking distance to Clarendon. It's going to be so tough. This is going to be really, really interesting really to see how Chris handles yeah. this next yep. segment of our lives. So we're moving close to O'Connell High School. We actually looked in your neighborhood, Docs, but we it was really hard. You should rent your house. It's really hard to uh, find rentals and in and, and Arlington, in your area, and I don't want to give too many specifics on where you live, but just in, in the Arlington area in general, um, yeah, it was tough. So, but, so uh, you can't walk to a Starbucks anymore? No, huge, he cannot. Huge news. Funny that you he say cannot. that. Huge news. Yes. Not now. 
Um, but I will. Uh, He'll have a drive-in that's not too far, too away, far away, but he will have to drive. I'm oh, negotiating. New, trying to k- new well, way good, of life for Chris Farley. Yeah. The good news is when you go drive to get your chai tea latte, uh, <laughs> it, you'll you'll help reduce the heat. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Reduce the yeah. heat. <laughs> I'll, I'll Very big grasp of science on this show. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, finally, I did want to finish on somewhat of a serious note. Um, I mentioned at the beginning that uh, one of my mentors uh, and friend passed away this week. Uh, we've had him on the show, Bob Wallace, um, who was just a pioneer in the specialty running business, uh, passed away this past week after battling cancer for uh, a little over a year. Uh, we had him on the show, episode 196. Um, he, he owned uh, a chain of running stores in Dallas, in the Dallas area, called Run On. Uh, I first met Bob when I went to the Olympics uh, with my mom um, as a spectator in 2008. We went to Beijing. On a trip with uh, New Balance, we went um, with a number of accounts, and he and his wife, Rebecca, were on the, were on the trip. And got to know Bob, and he was, I knew him, I knew of him. He was one of these guys who was, you know, just a, a baller in the industry and had done it for a long time, you know, 20 plus years. And he was just so generous with his time and knowledge. And, you know, we had owned the store for about five years at the time and uh, just really an open book and just a really neat, fun guy to be with there. And, so that started kind of a relationship with them that, that, that I had and that Pacers had with Run On, um, you know, and, and we went out to Dallas a, a couple times. He was part of my advisory board and uh, came into D.C. a couple times to help out with our store after he sold his stores. I believe he sold his stores in 2012 or 2013. Um, you know, he went to move to Colorado to retire and live happily ever after. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, got cancer about a year and a half ago. So he was on episode 196. Uh, so if you wanted to go back and listen to the whole episode, but I wanted to play a, a snippet from that episode, uh, where he was talking about how Bob was a great runner, uh, from Australia, uh, moved to the United States to go to college and run in college. Uh, he finished ninth place at the Boston Marathon in the Duel of the Sun, the Duel in the Sun uh, in 1982, uh, that famous race where Alberto Salazar won and Dick Beardsley was second. Bob was ninth, uh, and and you know he was a 2:13 marathoner, um, and he sort of explained how he came across the finish line, and uh, there wasn't a lot of like. Uh, fanfare or um, excitement for him as he finishes top 10 which was just one of his top accomplishments and running to 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 date uh, for him but in this segment he talks about uh, what happened after he finishes the race Uh, the uh, the foyer of the hotel and 
you know, I'm just in my running gear, sweating. You know, right. I've been done probably 10 minutes. Right. And so, you know, get an elevator and take it up to where I knew the, the Adidas people were so I could get the rest of my gear. And and I get off. And um, so I'm walking down the hallway to, uh, to the room. And, you know, here I see big old cart with dirty sheets and towels and I can't even see the person pushing it but right. I know it's coming towards me right and so uh you know I step aside and you know the lady who's pushing it you know all of a sudden the cart stops and she's you know next to me and she says did you run and it's like yeah Einstein you know <laughs> I am in, in my gear and I'm sweat still sweating and I'm sunburnt and she says, well, how'd you do? And I said, and, you know, I hadn't talked to anybody. Right, right. This is the first I person just, you're talking yeah, to. I got this big old grin on my face, and I said, I finished ninth. <laughs> and ninth in the Boston yeah, Marathon, ninth which in is the amazing. Boston Marathon, and you're the first person I've spoken to. And she looks at me, and she says, well, bad luck next year. <laughs> and she goes down the hallway. So here I go from a hero to... Oh, you're not even good enough to win. That was just one of my favorite uh, Bob Wallace stories. Um, So uh, just wanted to play that for you again. It was episode 196 um, on Pace the Nation. We were lucky enough to have him on the show. Great, great man. uh, Left a great legacy in running. Uh, Bob Wallace passed away this week at 69 years old. All right, great show, guys. Good to be back after a week hiatus. Uh, No guests today, but I think we carried the show all right. What do you guys think? No, we need a guest to to, to make us positive. We need a guest to break up the negative stories. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't. Right. I didn't realize how negative you guys are. All right. Well, we'll have an exciting guest on next week. All right. That's Julie Cully. That's William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We will see you next week. <laughs>